0: Sterling, you're listening to the Tomahawk
1: Roundup. Alright, so what is going on, guys? This is Frank Zaroski here with the Tomahawk Roundup, and I am joined by Chicago Wolves alum in Brett Sterling. Brett, how are you tonight? I'm doing well.
0: Yourself?
1: I'm doing pretty well. Thank you so much for coming on.
0: Absolutely.
1: My pleasure. Yeah, so representing your country has made a huge impact on the global hockey scene, at least for you in 2004. What was it like being a part of the first U.S. World Junior team to win gold? Yeah, I mean, You know, anytime you put on the red, white, and blue, I mean, it's such an honor to represent
0: your country, to be on the team that won the first gold medal at World Juniors just meant the world to me. It's something that no one can take away, and for me and all the guys on that team, you know, we have a bond that no one can ever break. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, so you played 19 games in blue land with the Atlanta Thrashers, having a lot of your NHL firsts with the team. What will you take away from your time with the now-defunct Thrashers?
0: Oh, I mean, for me, it was my first chance to play in the NHL. I mean, you know, my first year, I've been playing games up. And my second year, I made the team out of camp. And I will remember my first game I ever played in the NHL night uh, against Washington. My first point on Darren Peter's first goal, uh, my first goal with him. I mean, all these things were first for me. And so these are things I will always remember. And I had my family, my entire family, had 19 or 15 people
1: at my first two NHL games in Atlanta Wow. Fifteen people coming to the games. I mean that's incredible. I mean Yeah, they all came out in California and Michigan and you know, it was it was awesome to have everybody there. Oh my goodness. I mean that's that's incredible that you got such a strong support base. Yeah, I I've really been very fortunate in my life to have the people surrounding me supporting me throughout
0: this and you know, I've had to sacrifice a lot, but you know, given me so much and they've been right there with me a lot. Of-
1: yeah, so you're great friends with Darren Hadar and have played with him at two points in your career. We all know the prolific Hall of Fame player that he is, but what is he like as a captain and person off the ice? So, I mean, what, what people don't understand is how good of a guy
0: Darren is off the ice. You know, actually, that um, my second-year pro... He cares, and he's someone that I looked up to and someone that I learned from not only how to be like a great player and a great teammate, but also how to be a good person and someone, someone that I always will look up to.
1: Yeah, so playing with him was a huge thing. I knew—I know for me, he was the guy, along with yourself, that got me into hockey. I mean, that, just what a great captain that guy is. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was very fortunate. You know, having him and Jason Crog,
0: my two line mates, my first two years pro, I mean, I couldn't pick two better guys to learn from. And between the two of them, I really credit them with the type of person I became, the type of teammate I became. And I, and I hope and I pride myself on the fact that I was a good teammate for guys as I got older.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So playing with the Chicago Wolves against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins in 2008, capturing the Calder Cup, how was it going to play for the team you beat two years prior when you went in 2010?
0: So it was- When I became a free agent, you know, things weren't working well with Atlanta. I wasn't getting the opportunity and I got a call from Dan Biosma who was the head coach of Wilkesbury the year we beat them. He knew what I could do. He seen me play obviously when we played against them and he convinced me to come there and I mean it was a great opportunity for
1: Absolutely, but everybody has the wolf's blood running through you. Once a wolf, always a wolf. Definitely. Yeah. Can't so take it away. no, you can't take it away. And it's just the greatest American League franchise that I've been a part of, and I'm sure you've been a part of. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's
0: a reason why they want the championship championships they have, and guys
1: that play here, they know, they know the way it is. Yeah, so shifting gears a little bit, we all know that European hockey is different than North American hockey. However, there are little intricacies between countries and leagues. In terms of your career, you played in the SHL in Sweden and the EBEL in Austria. What are some of the differences between those two unique leagues? Yeah, so one of the things is when I went to Sweden, I didn't even
0: realize how defensive of a league it was. I mean, they were really priding themselves. I mean, they'd rather win a game, you know, one nothing in a shootout than win a game 6-5. And so it was definitely much more difficult league to score it. I mean, it's got unbelievable talent. Um, it was a definitely different atmosphere. And then when I went over to Austria, I mean, everything was a lot more relaxed there. Um, a lot more North Americans were on our team, and for me, and for my.
1: Yeah, I personally haven't been to Salzburg, but tell us, our listeners, about what made Salzburg so great to live in. Oh, man,
0: I, the best way I can describe it is it, it's, a, it's a Disneyland, but in reality, I mean, it's just a picturesque city. There's there's mountains, I'm driving all around, you can go, you know, see the Austrian Alps, and, and there's just so much around, you know, I drove to Venice on a couple of days off, it's a four-hour drive, my wife and I went to Paris, we did, you know, different places in Slovenia I mean we did Munich there's so much around it so easy to get everywhere that when we weren't playing hockey we were taking these really cool adventures and it just added to our time there
1: absolutely and that makes so much sense you want it to feel like home as well yeah I mean it's tough you know my mom is out in California so
0: for her to come out you know it was a 12-13 hour flight for her parents here in Chicago area you know it's an 8 hour flight so it's tough when it's hard for family to get out there very often and so get the
1: Yeah, so I want to talk about the reunification with Darren in 2012. How did that new old spark restart for you two when he came back and you came back? I don't think it had to
0: restart. I think when you you get someone, you, you connect with someone on that level, especially on the ice,
1: that's the best kind of relationship on the ice where you don't have to force yourself into a role. You're just flowing, like you said, into the natural progression of things.
0: Absolutely. And you learn how each other play. You off each other. And what was, what was so amazing about it was, you know, Darren is an unbelievable passer. We all know that, but he can score. You know, my game was always scoring goals, but I can make the pass here and there. And so having be dangerous out there makes you so much better as a line and it makes everything work so much better because you can't just take one thing away.
1: No, you can't take one thing away. It's a three-legged stool. You take one thing away and the whole thing falls apart.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah, so what has life been for you like after professional hockey, after you retired? You know what, for me it's been uh it's been a big change, but it's been really great. My son was eight months old when I
0: retired, and so I've spent the last year and a half, two years with him watching him grow up and you know for me it's been really um it's really been a blessed time for me because I don't think many people get to be in the situation that I've been in and so I'm taking I'm not taking anything for granted and you know now I'm starting to look for my next profession which would be somewhere in finance but obviously with the the state of the world right now things are kind of topsy-turvy and so I'm just trying to enjoy this time with my family while I have it.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. Anything else you want to add for our listeners in Chicago and beyond before we head out? No, I just want to say that uh, you know it's great to
0: talk to everybody in the Chicago area and all the Wolves fans. I miss being out there and playing at Allstate Arena, and I know you guys miss watching the game right now. But uh, it's always great to have the fans
1: there because you guys make the game so so much fun to play. Brett Sterling, Chicago Wolves alum, thank you so much for the time.